Welcome to the Basketball Update. I'm Adam Nazarali. This is the update for May 17th, 2021. This week, we're a game away from deciding the teams taking part in the play-in tournament. But first, we have our predictions for the 2021 NBA Awards. So our first award we'll be looking at today is the Coach of the Year. And my prediction for this is Monty Williams, who is the head coach of the Phoenix Suns. This season, he's led the Suns to a 51-win, 21-loss record and the second overall position in the Western Conference. Now, this is obviously a tremendous difference from the 30-win, 34-loss record in 2019-2020 NBA season. I think a large credit to that is is the pieces they've added obviously Chris Paul has been a a massive difference maker I think DeAndre Ayton's leveled up his game you know and and they have some some other pieces on the bench that have done really well but you have to give credit where credit is due this was a difficult award to predict namely because other coaches have done so like tremendous as well like you know you have the Utah Jazz with uh, Quinn Snyder And then, of course, Tom Thibodeau with the New York Knicks, which has been a massive difference as well, who are the fourth seed in the East. But I think the largest improvement has been with the Phoenix Suns. So that's who I predict will win this award. And on that note, we have the Most Improved Player Award. And I think this will be Julius Randle from the New York Knicks. You know, I really think it's it's hard to make an argument for anyone else. Earlier in the season, you know, Jeremy Grant was a big name being talked about. You know, I think Jamal Murray might have been talked about through points of the season, but really sustained throughout this entire season. And the success of of his team as well has really brought out the argument for Julius Randle. Just statistically speaking, he's gone up from 20, he's gone up to 24.2 points, 10.2 rebounds, and six assists up from 19.5 points. 9.7 rebounds and 3.1 assists in 2020. He's also really helped as a viable three-point threat, shooting 41% from three-point range. So, yeah, I think Julius Randle has has, has just done tremendously on this New York Knicks team. And, you know, hopefully he can lead them to more success in in, uh, future seasons. And now we have the Rookie of the Year. Now, this was a really tight one, actually, because... There were two big names here. We had LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards. And, you know, LaMelo came through really strong earlier in the season. And, you know, Anthony Edwards was, was kind of weak earlier in the season. And he really picked up midway through the season. And then now he's just, you know, such a viable scoring threat. And then LaMelo, who has really had that sustained longevity. And then he had that injury. And, and he's missed a lot. So, for me, this award goes to Anthony Edwards of the Minnesota Timberwolves. I can absolutely see an argument for for LaMelo Ball, but it, it's it's really the longevity of Anthony Edwards. If you just look up how many games each player has played, Anthony Edwards has played 71 games this season and LaMelo's played 50. So a 21 game difference is huge. And I think the later the latter half of the season has a big influence on who wins these awards. And also, Anthony Edwards has some pretty impressive records. He's the fourth youngest player with a 40-point game behind Carmelo Anthony, Kevin Durant, and LeBron James at 19 years and 225 days old. And he's also set the record for most 20-point games by a Minnesota Timberwolves rookie with 34, surpassing Christian Leitner. And I'm sure LaMelo Ball has has some of these records as well, probably due to assists or triple-doubles or something like that. But I think 
I mean, like I've said multiple times, Anthony Edwards' success in this later half of the season, I think will will have media more voting towards him. But it'll be really split, and uh, I could see either either happening. Next up, we have the Defensive Player of the Year award. Now, I think I honestly think this is probably the most difficult award for the media to guess for this season. It's a really tight race between Ben Simmons and Rudy Gobert, and I'm giving a slight advantage to Ben Simmons here for a, a few reasons. I think one reason that people might not realize is there may be some voter fatigue for Rudy Gobert, and it always happens in NBA and other leagues. When someone wins a lot, you know, even the media themselves want other people to win, and it might even just be subconscious, but Rudy Gobert has won two of the last three Defensive Player of the Year, and I think, you know, it's really close regardless. But I think Ben Simmons has been definitely a bit underrated um, going into this season. And, you know, we all, I think everyone really predicted the 76ers to be probably a top four seed in the East. But number one is a huge accomplishment. And I think that has a lot to do with Ben Simmons and his defensive impact on the floor. He, he's, he's pretty much a positionless defender. I mean, one night he'll guard Kyle Lowry, the next he might guard rj barrett the next he might guard jimmy butler like he can really guard one through five and i think he's been a, a primary factor in leading the 76ers to the league's second best defensive efficiency rudy gobert of course though has 10 point something defensive rebounds 2.7 blocks on the year so really this award is 50 50 for me but um i think personally the media might edge it towards ben simmons and then next up, we have the Sixth Man of the Year Award. And for those unaware, the Sixth Man of the Year Award goes to a player who starts, I believe, something like less than half of the games for a season. Basically, the, the best bench player in the league. So whoever's the best bench player in the league, usually that goes to a high-efficient, high-scoring guard. Typically, that's the trend we've seen, and I think that's going to be the case for this year as well. I'm predicting Jordan Clarkson of the Utah Jazz to win this award. He has 18.2 points, 4.1 rebounds, 2.5 assists in the 2021 season. He did lull a bit in the middle of the season. He had some really bad games, but he's picked it up a bit. And I think in Donovan Mitchell's absence, he's done really well. I think, you know, there's really not much of a case for anyone else. I think Joe Ingles might have a lot of votes as well. TJ McConnell's been really good, but just on the trends we've seen before, I really think this will go to Jordan Clarkson. And then last up, the biggest individual player award we have, most valuable player. And for me, this was an easy, I don't want to say easy award, but easier award to predict. I think this goes to Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. In my opinion, he's been the number one player in the regular season this year. And I think Probably a lot of people share that opinion as well. Statistically speaking, I mean, he, he's had a better year than... I mean, he, he's increased his scoring output for sure. I think rebounds, assists, steals, pretty similar numbers. But taking on that extra scoring capacity for the Denver Nuggets has, has really bumped him up in the conversation. Additionally, I think other typical players that are usually in this conversation are having... Are having weaker years. Giannis has 
you know, won the last two MVP awards. And I think he's really not focused on this regular season anymore. Him and the entire Bucks organization, they know all that matters is postseason at this point. So he's been rested a lot. He's he's not really put a hundred percent of his effort in. The Bucks are only forty-six and twenty-five, which for them, I mean, typically around this time of year they'd be doing a lot better than that but i don't think it's a bad thing per se you know they've lost some depth getting drew holiday in there and then of course lebron him and the lakers have done really poorly this year they're 41 and 30 seventh seed in the west as of right now so i just think the typical people you think about in this in this category have just had weaker regular seasons steph curry's been a big name this year but he's only eighth in the west and his team's 38 and 33 i think he's been a fantastic player and and honestly you could make the argument he's been the number one player in the league this year i actually see that argument but just to due to his team success i don't think he wins this over Jokic. so yeah those are my entire nba awards predictions i guess when we find out how the awards goes we will uh do an update on how well I did. All right, and the last thing we have to talk about today, guys, is the play-in tournament. Now, unfortunately, due to the, the time recording of this podcast, we don't actually have the full playoff picture, at least for the uh, Western Conference, which makes it a bit interesting, actually. So the Trailblazers and the Lakers have the same record right now. They're both 41 and 30, and they both play tonight. So Depending on who wins their games tonight, so you have the Lakers play the Pelicans and the Trailblazers play the Nuggets, and I know this this episode's going to get published Monday, but if you have the chance to watch the Trailblazers and the Nuggets, that's going to be a really good game because the Nuggets, if they beat the Trailblazers, then they won't have to see the Lakers in the first round, and I really don't think they want to see them. So this is a really big game, and of course the Trailblazers... They don't want to play in the play-in tournament. So this is kind of like a play a playoff game before the playoffs where the winner kind of dictates who they play a little bit. So I think however this shapes up, it'll be interesting regardless. But that being said, whoever ends up getting this sixth or the seventh seed, I do genuinely expect the Lakers and the Trailblazers to make the playoffs as well as the Golden State Warriors. So six, seven, eight, I think it'll actually stay the same. Grizzlies for me who are ninth right now you know they may be able to pull off an upset here I would be pretty shocked if they do they're a really young team and I think they've done really well this season actually especially because Jaron Jackson Jr's missed a lot of the season probably like 90% of the season I think he only came back a couple weeks ago so but I think they're a really young team and and it would be difficult for for them to beat the Warriors or the Lakers and then of course you have the Spurs who have really tapered off towards this this last month. They're two and eight right now in their last 10 games. So, you know, and I think they are a really good team. I think they're really guard heavy though. So if they play the Lakers, for example, they're going to get beat up on the board. So yeah, I really, I mean, Trailblazers, Lakers, and Golden State. That, that's how I kind of predict who makes it through. And then we have the Eastern Conference and the Eastern Conference is actually already decided. So in the seventh seed, we have the Celtics. The eighth seed, we have the Wizards. Ninth seed, Pacers. Tenth seed, Hornets. And in this and this one, I, I predict the Celtics and the Wizards to go through. The Celtics have had a really rough go this year. Maybe we'll find out another time, but they've just 
performed really poorly. They're 36 and 36 on the year, playing 500 basketball. They're, they've missed Jalen Brown. He's been out about a month with an ankle or knee injury, I believe. He, he collided with Jason Tatum a couple weeks ago. But even still, I think, you know, the Pacers and the Hornets are, are a little bit out of their depth here. The Hornets have missed Gordon Hayward. I don't think he'll be back for that game. You know, they've missed a lot of time with LaMelo Ball. So I think the Celtics will make it through. And I think the the Wizards have really had a resurgence since the All-Star break. And specifically in the last month or two here, they've really, really turned it around. I think Russell Westbrook has finally been able to fit in this team. Bradley Beal is playing fantastic. You know, they missed Rui Hachimura for, for parts of the season. And I think, you know, he's fit in his role fairly well. So I really predict these two teams. And the Pacers have just really fallen off. Disappointing year for them. Really, really disappointing year. But, you know... I also would not be surprised if they pull an upset here because they, they have so much talent on their team. Malcolm Brogdon, Karis LeVert, DeMontis Sabonis, Miles Turner, like one through five, their bench, TJ McConnell. This should not be a ninth seed in the East. They should really be a top six seed just, just on paper alone. So if they pull an upset here, I would not be surprised. But either way, the play-in tournament starts this Tuesday, May 18th. So everyone tune into that. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so much fun. And it'll just be great basketball. That's all the news we have for this week. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Nazarelli. You can find the show notes at tbu.ffmi.ca. Look forward to our next episode on Monday, May 24th. Thanks for listening.